Welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight is on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Here's your host, Gary Darby. I'm in the LitgoMetals.com studio and ready to enjoy a conversation or two with some good people at Northwest Community College today. And I thank you people, wherever you might be listening to this program, if it is just on your old terrestrial radio at 93.7, streaming us at supertalknorthms.com. You can use your Alexa device. You can use all kinds of things to be a part of this program. You know the text message line right here into the LitcoMetals.com studio at 662-426-1093. On Twitter, you follow me at GDARB65 on the Facebook You go to North Mississippi Spotlight with Gary Darby. It's a Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Let me tell you what's coming up on our Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Dr. Emily Tucker will be on first. Director of the brand new ARC program, the ARC program. It's Advising and Retention Center. We'll talk about that with Emily coming up in the next segment. And then when we're done there, we will go into sports with the volleyball coach at NWCC, Allison Burchett. She'll be on with us. We'll discuss it. What the plans are for year three of that program. We have followed it through its first two years. We're getting ready for year three. Allison will be on and talk with us about that in the second half of the program. Those are our guests. When we're done there, give you the information on what's next in the Super Talk Radio world. And we'll move out of the way by 10 o'clock. Now, though, lots of coaching news. A few hires we need to talk about. And we'll give the cheer squad a little love as well before we hit the first break we have a brand new men's soccer coach i am sure we will get the opportunity to introduce you to the new men's soccer coach michael sullivan soon he was announced uh, last week sullivan comes to northwest from uh, muw where he served as graduate assistant coach for the owls men's soccer program Last season, Sullivan and the Owls finished with eight wins, a trip to the USCAA Championship in Virginia Beach, so a new men's soccer coach to discuss. We had the women's soccer coach, James Beattie, on with us last week, and he has hired an assistant since we talked. The full-time assistant coach this season will be Corey Irvine. The college announced that on Monday. Becomes the first full-time assistant coach Uh, They've had specialists, they've had some volunteer assistants, but Irvine comes to Northwest after a stint as a student assistant coach for Georgia Southern University's men's program during the 2021 season. So that has been announced. And then just before the show started, in fact, I get the text message from Brian Lynch who's been putting out all of these releases and and he says, hey, I've I've got another one coming out and and boom, right as the show gets ready to start. Northwest has announced that a former basketball standout at NWCC is coming home to be an assistant coach for Shane Oakley and the men's program, and that is Jamar McKnight. McKnight's a a native of Zachary, Louisiana. He played, he also has some coaching experience, but he played at Northwest from 1998 to 2000 under former head coach uh, Bubba Skelton. And he led the team in scoring at 18.5 points per game during his sophomore season. He was all MACCC third in career free throw percentage at Northwest. And then following Northwest, he went and played at Clemson from 2000 to 2002. 
had 24 starts in his senior year and averaged over 12 points and four rebounds at Clemson in his senior season. So returning to home to be a part of Coach Shane Oakley's men's basketball staff, Jamar McKnight will be an assistant coach in the upcoming basketball season. And finally, the summer, and I'm just telling you and reading from what the release says, ended with a bang for the Northwest cheerleading squad. The Rangers came back with more awards. You know, they've been national champions, right, and a lot of the things that have been going on. And we have had uh, their coach, Brandon Casey, on the program a couple of times. Well, at the 2022 UCA camp that was held in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama, Northwest squad came away with first-place awards for sidelines and overall game day categories. They also got third place in the timeout category. Danger, who is the Northwest mascot, was also awarded a superior rating. And the squad as a whole was given the most collegiate award. So since returning to competitive status in the 2020-2021 season, the cheer squad's come away with a lot of things. A handful of national titles, these UCA awards, all kind of things going on. And the latest of the recent titles came in January, as you know, when they took the open small co-ed title. But more things happening for them in this latest 2022 UCA camp. Kudos to the cheer squad as well. And they work and are there for us in all of the sports and make sure we're moving and shaking and doing the things we need to do to bring the Rangers home for some wins on whatever the field of play might be. Welcome to the new coaches. Look forward to meeting some of you soon. And congratulations to the cheer squad uh, for their awards as well. It is 9 13. Already behind schedule. We got to catch up. Next, we'll talk about a new program, the Advising and Retention Center, with the new director, Emily Tucker. We'll meet her for the first time on the program. Stick around. It's the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. You're listening to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and stream live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. And we thank you for being a part of our program today. 917 on your Thursday, July 28. Listen, tomorrow on the program when we do our North Mississippi Spotlight. We're going to Horn Lake. We're going to talk about a national night out. Jake Thompson hasn't been in with us for a while. He's going to come in the studio, and we'll grab some sports discussion at the back end of the Thursday program. But now, the director of the Advising and Retention Center, brand new guest coming to the show, Dr. Emily Tucker's on the line with us. Emily, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing very well. How are you? We're okay. Um, you know, there was a couple little, little, little glitches during the commercial break, and, and, Live radio throws us a curveball, but boom, 15 seconds before time to get you on the air, <laughs> we pull it off. And so it's all okay, uh, and, and now we can chat for a few minutes about this new program. But first, if you don't mind, uh, you're a newbie to NWCC, is that correct? How long have you been in Senatobia? That is correct. I have been here all of one week. One whole week, she says. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about you, if you don't mind, a little background information, where you came from. Are you a Mississippian? And then how did you find your way to the to the friends of Northwest Community College? 
definitely. I am a native Mississippian. I am from northeast Mississippi, actually, um, born and raised in Lee County, Shannon, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And my career in higher education started at the University of Mississippi Tupelo campus, where I worked as an admissions advisor for about two and a half years. Then I moved to Itawamba Community College, and my entire career there has been spent with advising students, also spent time recruiting and instructing students. And now I am here at Northwest. I um, have taken a move to the west side of the state. <laughs> I am getting married and relocating ah. here. And I am excited to be the director of the new Advising and Retention Center at Northwest Mississippi Community College. You know, once we get you in the Ranger family, though, we don't let you leave. You can't go, right? You're here. I- Hey, for life. I don't plan to leave. I'm so happy to be here. Well, congratulations on a a new job. Congratulations on the upcoming marriage, and we wish you all the best of luck to that as well. So what what drew you into, and, and now you're in this brand new, you know, advising and retention center, what is it that you like about this job? What is it that that draws you to, this is what I want to do in life? And I've known for a long time that advising is what I wanted to do. When I was a student getting my master's in higher education, there was so much that we could do. We could work all the way from financial aid to admissions to recruiting to career services. Um, And I started on my career, and I started to figure out I love advising. I love working with students one-on-one because that's why they come to college. I know institutions of higher education were initially started, you know, as institutions of learning. But now in our society, they are institutions where we not only learn, but it's a path to a career. It's a path to a better life. Um, And it's a path to economic growth for our communities. So I love helping students reach their goals. And so many of our students, they come to college and they're They think they know what they want to do, but it's so much that they haven't even learned about themselves, so much that they don't even realize that's available to them. So I really enjoy talking with students one-on-one, letting them know of opportunities and resources to help them be successful. And and that's our duty here. We have a duty to help our students be successful. Um, We have a duty to help our students connect to resources so that they can complete classes, not only that, but complete certificates, degrees, and, and transfer on to senior colleges and complete professional degrees. So I really enjoy working with students one-on-one, and I also enjoy talking with parents. Um, parents have a lot of questions, especially when we're at a, a community college where so many of our, our local students are staying close to home, um, and they're wanting something convenient and affordable. And a lot of parents, you know, they're, they're a little hesitant to let those, those <laughs> children go. So I enjoy talking to parents as well and letting them know about all we have to offer here. And it just gives them a peace of mind that it's okay to leave their child at Northwest because they see all that we're offering to them, and they see that we're so accessible to not only the students, but but also we're accessible anytime the student's not on our campus if they need to contact us. I think you can hear the passion in the lady's voice about the job and what she does, and you're so right because I went through three majors, and people, I know the listeners know this story, Emily, and I'm going to tell it to you, and, and they can probably say he said this 15,000 times but eventually there was an advisor at Northwest who said you need to get into radio and television because right. I started in pharmacy and in laboratories um, although I was doing okay just discouraged me a little bit and then I grew up in in a farm situation I thought about I didn't I never took classes but thought about veterinarian school and then it was like no I don't want to do that I want to stay around sports and so I got into print journalism and eventually the advisor tells me 
you need to go into radio and television. And 35-plus years later, I've done okay at, at the business, right? And so it's people like you, and it's things like this that are important. And I've passed that along to a daughter that's already gone through college. I coach some baseball in the summers and the fall, and I try and, you know, when those guys are getting ready and, and thinking about college and things, and, you know, I try and tell them, look, you know, you'll figure it out, and it may change two or three times, and that's okay, right? That is fine. You'll figure out what you want to do. Uh, just just hang in there a little bit. And I know you have to have those discussions uh, with the students, and you make a very good point about the parents. It's tough to let the kiddos go uh, a far distance, and I think one of the, the huge selling points that you have in your job is how affordable Northwest is, the class sizes, and everything uh, that it can give you close to home, and, and it just is, is one of the best places, I think, that you could sit there in that office and just pick and choose any of a topic you want to tell a student or a parent. You're right, and you mentioned affordability close to home, but but don't forget we have articulation agreements with our senior colleges here in Mississippi, and that's a huge part of what we do and what we're going to be doing in the ARC, as we affectionately call it, the Advising and Retention Center. We're going to be connecting with transfer advisors and professional schools because their requirements are changing often, and we want to make sure our students are adequately adequately prepared to transfer or get accepted into that transfer uh, professional program. So we are keeping contact with those schools and their requirements, and these students are going to know what to take. And it's awesome that they can take exactly what they need for these senior colleges here at Northwest, more affordable costs, smaller class size. And what you just talked about in your previous experience, that's actually one of the best practices now in advising, connecting with students. Mm -hmm. Um, And here at Northwest, we take it so seriously. Not only have we developed this advising retention center, but we did it based on research. And it was based on research from NACADA, which is a national academic advising association. And they talk about connecting with students. And that's going to take not the advisor only telling the student what to do, but listening. Listening to the students talk about what they're passionate about, what they're good at, what they enjoy. And then the advisor can make those connections like yours made with you and give you and give our students some ideas on, hey, you may want to think about this. I think you would be good at this. Or let's do this to strengthen this skill that you have. So that's what we're doing here. We're serious about it, and we're using best practices. We plan to continue reaching out to um, NACADA and using their resources so we advise students in the best way, not only traditional students but adult learners as well. We're going to be advising adult learners And we have a special program for adult learners. It's a statewide program called Complete to Compete. It's a way that we are trying to get more adults to come back to school and complete what they started. And this program offers a $1,000 grant to help adults return to school and finish their degree. Um, And I, I know you know this, but a lot of our listeners may not know it, but the fall semester is starting in just a few weeks, and we are registering now. They can contact us to make a class schedule. They can also visit campus. We're going to have open registration on the 10th, 11th, and 12th of August. Um, But, of course, they can register right now if they wanted to visit campus today or call we can take care of that, and, and it's not too late. You know, for those listeners who are thinking, well, I'll have to wait until the spring. No, we're registering now for the fall. It's not too late. 
Dr. Emily Tucker is with us. She's the director of the new ARC program, the Advising and Retention Center. How many people are helping you in this regard? I know you call yourselves, what, success coaches and and counselors. How many of you guys are there in the program to help the students at Northwest? Well, today there are two of us (laughs) because it's a brand-new program. I just started a week ago. Right. So the team is being built right now. myself, and we do have a student success navigator, and she is going to be taking care of students who are adult learners in that Complete to Compete program. She's going to be advising traditional students, and then we will also have success coaches and a coordinator in our office. So we'll probably have um, a staff of, of a little less than 10 people, but we're going to be powerful, and we're going to be focused primarily on advising. Well, this reach- so that means that these advisors, these success coaches, their primary responsibility is advising students. Thank you. I didn't mean to try and interrupt, but will this also be something available at DeSoto and, and the Oxford campuses as well? Yes. There will be, I believe there will be two um, advisors at the DeSoto Center and two at the Oxford okay. location as well. So we are going to be training and sharing resources with all advisors so that we can serve our students um, all around the Northwest District. Got you. Where are you located on the main campus? I am located in Tate Hall. We will, the ARC will actually be located in the in Yalabusha Hall, but right now we are in Tate Hall, and that is where students can come now to register, but especially during open registration, August 10th through 12th, we will be in Tate Hall. Um, on the 11th and 12th, we're going to actually have financial aid in this building and admissions as well as advisors, so students who are coming in for open registration can take care of several things in Tate Hall. Almost a one-stop shop. Yeah, I got you. That's the plan. That's the plan (laughs) for the ARC. Um, The location where we're moving to with the ARC, Yalabusha Hall, also houses houses the housing office, admissions, and financial aid. One-stop shop. That's the way we want to serve students. We want them to come in and let's take care of as much as we can to help them be successful and get off to a good start. See, I'm of the age that that was a dorm. That was a dorm way back then and has been renovated and turned into those offices. So um, a lot of the people that I went to school with and whatnot, that was uh, our dorm there, Yalabusha. So um, good to see that the things are going and moving along and, and, and getting ready for you know, the the improvement of what is advising and then retention, because you're advising, yes, but you're trying to, you know, that retention process is there also. Can you speak on that quickly before we go? Definitely. Since we are going to be dedicated to primarily advising students, that's going to give us an opportunity to connect with those students and really build relationships. We are planning to use technology and meet students where they are. So many students, you know, they always have a piece of technology with them, whether it's an a smartphone or an iPad or a tablet. So we're going to use technology to have those relationships with students where we can send them messages and reminders about things that they need to do. So not only are we, we're not only meeting with them once during the semester, but it's a constant communication stream where we can give students information and support them on their journey. And this is going to help the students be retained from semester to semester and persist all the way to degree completion and some of those students will go into the workforce, and then some will persist and transfer to a senior college or professional program. So we're going to be serving these students holistically. We want them to be prepared for whatever is their next step. 
whether it's a transfer school or if it's the workplace, we're hoping that we've given them so many resources and tools that they'll be prepared for whatever that next step is. Here at Northwest, we are our students are going far close to home, and we're in the advising center. We're going to give them a plan to go far so that they can do that and reach all of their goals. So the retention piece is a huge part of the art center. We're going to give the students what they need, and we're going to stay connected to them. And, you know, a lot of times as a student coming to college for the first time, they don't know everything. Mm. Um, so that's our our role is to give them what they need and send them reminders. And it's not hand-holding, but it's just giving them the resources so they will be prepared for whatever is that next step after Northwest. Very good information passed out to the people this morning. If you will, if there's a student, parent of a student, an adult learner who now is wanting to get in touch with you and to get some information on getting a process started, what do they need to do? Students can, of course, visit campus. We are in Tate Hall advising students, and we can also be reached by phone. Students, if they want to reach me directly, my number is 662-562-3530. My email address is etucker, E-T-U-C-K-E-R, at northwestms.edu. And also, we're going to have open registration August 10th through 12th, and we will be in Tate Hall for that. Students can visit Tate Hall on the 11th and 12th and speak with an advisor, talk with financial aid, and the admissions office. Pleasure talking with you this morning. Thanks, and we'll we'll make a return visit somewhere once we've gotten a year or so under the belt, or, or maybe sooner than that, and we can find out how the new program is going. Thank you for coming to Northwest and leading this, okay? Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you helping us get the word out. Absolutely. Thanks, Emily. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dr. Emily Tucker is with us, the new director of the ARC program, Advising and Retention Center. Good information from her. Now you know all the ways to get in touch and to do that. They can help you in any and every way. 933, Gary Darby in the LitcoMetals.com studio here in North Mississippi. And today it's the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. We talk volleyball next. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. Good conversation and nice to talk for the first time to Dr. Emily Tucker, the director of the Advising and Retention Center. She's been on campus for a week, and they said, guess what? You got to be on the radio. You got to talk. You got to do some things. Did a tremendous job telling us about that new program and look forward to having her back on the show. Now we get information with a guest we've had on a couple of times, Northwest Volleyball Coach Allison Burchett is on with us. Hi, Coach. How you doing? Hey, Gary. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. It's it's that time, right? We We did women's soccer last week now we're getting into volleyball i know we just hired a new men's soccer coach so i would assume i'm gonna i'm gonna get him very very soon before that goes on as well but your season is closing in and and getting ready to do that and here's where i want to start with you this is coming up year three but i want to go all right we talked to you before you and as you built the program you went through year one we talked to you prior to last year what you wanted to do and how you wanted to see year two that's my discussion first. Were you pleased with what happened from year one of your volleyball program 
two year two where you won eight more matches and obviously at one point there uh, sitting at fourteen and fourteen. Tell us about year two and and how the head coach thought it went. Well, year two, of course, you know we we took large steps in the win loss column. You know we went from six to fourteen. And I was very pleased with that. But more importantly, I just saw growth. You know, I saw confidence build in the young ladies. And I saw, you know, pride in Northwest begin to, to start. And I think we're even going to build on that even more. You know, we'd like to win at least 20 this year. So I know that's a, that's a high goal, but I think it's an attainable goal for us. And I, I think we'll continue to see that confidence grow in them as athletes and, you know, student athletes first. And then, yeah, you keep building on the program and, and sending kids on. We're real fortunate to send two players on, uh, one to Division One and one to Division Two there in Alabama. So that, that's good for the program. That's what we want. If a young lady wants to keep playing, we want to be able to send her on somewhere. So I was very, very proud of that. What is the roster build? I mean, is it, and obviously we're talking two-year schools, uh, still a new program, and, you, and you've got a lot of turnover, but do you have a lot of returning players, or will we see a lot of newbies out there on the court? <laughs> well, of course, you know, the first year we had all, pretty much all were freshmen. So then I graduated that class this past spring, and, you know, now we've got another large class coming in. So I've got 11 newbies again <laughs> and five returners. But the five returners are great leaders. I think they'll do a good job of leading our team. And I look forward to see their their growth in that area. And then I'm excited about the potential and the ability of our freshmen. You know, I talked about this with Coach Beattie last week, and that is because, you know, he had the unbelievable season but thought that they could reach even further because of the competition and the new players that he has on his team. What's the competition like, and do you have those freshmen that will not only push the sophomores but but be part of that reason why you hopefully are going to expand that win total close to 20, as you talked about? Definitely. I mean, of the 11 new players, you know, six or seven were all-stars coming out of high school. I've got one transfer from a four-year school. So I mean, there's a lot of ability there. It's just fine-tuning it, helping them to play as a team, you know, finding, you know, the, the balance of with lots of players. I mean, it, it's impossible to keep everybody happy, but for the good of the team, you, you want to try to see where different kids will mesh here and there and, and do what's best for the team to be most successful. Is that something you'll do in the early schedule and then figure it out as you get maybe midway through or, or, or well, a, yes. few, a few matches uh, in? Definitely. We've never had a complete full roster of 16. So I've got 16 players that can play. So we will definitely mix and match. And we have a lot of try matches on our schedule. So we can you know do a group here and play a different group there. You know, before I was just kind of, you know, I only had so many at each position. So, I, you know, I had to stay with that particular lineup. But I look to be a lot more fluid this year in the early. And then it, it may continue on. You know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if it works, we're going to keep doing what will help us to be the best we can be. I know we've talked about this before. There's a lot of DeSoto Countyans on your roster and area young ladies as well. In the recruiting world, now that you are going into year three, you mentioned you have you know a D1 transfer. Is that something that will start to mix and match now that your program is becoming an established one here in North Mississippi? I think so. I mean, our bread and butter are our Mississippi young ladies. We get a couple out-of-state scholarships, so you want to be smart with how you 
fill those positions. But yeah, I think we'll see. I mean, that's the world we live in today in college athletics. Mm. Just, I mean, everybody transfers. And, you know, there's, you can do that now and not have as, as many consequences for doing that. So that, that's part of the game. Um, you know, being an old high school coach myself, you know, I, I'd like to stay there and see the, you know, the, the growth we're used to seeing. You go to the two-year school, and then if you want to keep playing, you go to the four-year school after that. But, I mean, I, realistically, that's not the world we live in now. So you, you have to look. And our transfer is a D2 transfer, but we have moved on a young lady that played for us for two seasons to a Division One school. So uh, I mean, it, you just you have to find the right fit. Um, for the for what your recruiting needs are, and then their needs too. They, they need to go where they can be most successful too. You talked about the, the the possible win total, but what other things are you looking for here in year three from your club? Well, we we want to continue our success in the classroom. That's that's a big um, big area that we stress. We want to even and do better than we have, and we we want to continue to move on players that want to play at four year schools. And you know, we just want to grow or help to fine tune young women that are successful in whatever endeavor they they choose to take on. But I want kids and young ladies to be successful in, in their chosen path. Well, a a team three point seven two GPA selected as the MACCC Volleyball Academic Team of the Year, the eighth highest volleyball GPA among NJCAA member schools. That has to make you. Uh, as proud as as the jump that you made from year one to year two as a program? Definitely. I mean, being a coach, being a mother, mm. being a you know, former teacher, that's what's really most important. Do we want to win? Yes. Do we want to you know, put out there the best product that we can? Yes. But ultimately, we want them to be successful in life. So they've got to start with that, the classroom first and then carry over onto the court, and then on into life. So, yes, 3.72 is fabulous. I think we can do even better. Um, your your eighth in NJCAA is correct, but there were a couple that were tied. So I'm saying fifth based <laughs> on some of the tied GPAs. There were three of us that had a 3.72. So I, I'm going with fifth, but you, you are accurate with the eighth. But to be in the top ten of the NJCAA in Division One and Division Two volleyball is amazing and especially for a second-year program last year. And I think we can continue to do even better there and then ultimately move up in the ranks in, in the wins and losses. I like your thought, Coach. I like the thought. Moving on up from 8 to 5, Darb. Get with it, baby. Uh, <laughs> so your schedule gets started on August the 20th with some home matches. You'll have Chattanooga State. you got Champion Christian College and Williams Baptist that will be in a mix there. Uh, and then you get out and take to the road the the schedule and and the challenges that you have because there are so few volleyball teams still in the state of Mississippi. Can you address that a little bit and how it actually helps your team that you're out because being around athletics, uh, whatever it has been throughout high school and college and, and knowing what's happened in the brief time that I was involved, you know, with the Memphis Grizzlies, sometimes your team gets better, closer, because they're out on the road together as a family. I know it's hard as a student athlete, maybe, but can you kind of go through the schedule a little bit in, in regards to what I just mentioned there? Sure, and we're very excited to have th- uh, 11 home grant games this year. You know, we started with two or three, I think, the first season, and it was weird, you know, starting playing in January through through May that first season. But to go from two or three home games to now 11, a little more balanced schedule is awesome. So I'm really excited about that and excited to start at home. 
Uh, we've got a good mix of playing four-year schools, too, because as you mentioned, we only have the three NJCAA schools in Mississippi currently. Um, you know, we get to play four-year schools, and I think that's good for them. You know, it's good for them to, to play, and we've even beaten some four-year schools. Whether it's their varsity or their JV, it doesn't matter. They're a four-year school and Correct. we're a two-year school. So that, that's really fun. And then it just gives them exposure if they do want to continue playing to, to, to be seen by other four-year, four-year programs. So that's good. And you're right about being on the road. Uh, I mean, we, we've got it really good. You know, we travel on the tour bus and they've got Wi-Fi so they can do their homework and stuff on the bus. And, you know, Northwest does it upright. I'm very proud to say that that we're treated very well. So, um, but yes, as, as a team, it's good to be out on the road together. It's a good bonding experience. I think they get a lot out of that because uh, young ladies, if they're bonded and they, they love one another, they're going to play harder for one another. So that, that's a very important uh, characteristic to have a team that cares about one another. So yeah. yes, I think there's good buildup toward the, toward the end of the season um, as we mentioned before, there's three teams, and one one of us will get to go on to the postseason. So that's one of our goals as well, and uh, just you know to be as successful as we possibly can. Well, Pearl River and Itawamba, the other two. Is there any thought or any talk of any other of the Mississippi Community Colleges joining in the volleyball world? Yes, Gary. Uh, Northeast has announced for 2023 as well as Jones oh, College. Good. good. So we'll have five for sure, and I'm even optimistic that others will will add as well. And if we can get five or six teams, we'll be able to have our own conference that will help with travel um, and to have a conference championship and all those things that will look more respectable for our state. So I'm excited to see the growth. I mean, I've been here a long time, and it's definitely been baby steps, but, but the growth is coming. Well, we can't wait to see what happens in year three. Coach, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll catch up with you uh, throughout the season, okay? All right. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Coach Allison Burchett is with us as she talks about her Northwest Volleyball team. They start August the 20th. That's a Saturday, and uh, they will have a couple of teams come in, and then on a Tuesday, August 23rd, will be the Williams Baptist. So the first three matches will be in Howard Coliseum, with Chattanooga State, Champion Christian College, and Williams Baptist. Before then, they go to Chattanooga State, and they take on several teams from around the U.S. So they'll do that where they get four matches there, kind of bounce back and forth. She mentioned playing four-year schools as well throughout. I see Millsaps on there. Freed Hardman is on there uh, a couple times. MUW is on the schedule. So they will continue to challenge themselves with some four-year schools along with uh, some of the others in Tennessee and Alabama along the way to put together what they hope is that next step. They went from six wins in season one to 14 a year ago. She put the number a little higher this year, and that's where it should be. Academically, they're doing tremendous things, and the program is obviously moving in the correct direction. Under coach's leadership there. 9.50. So we got to do this. Take a little break. Come back. Do a little recap. And send you off to the rest of the day. Hang on, friends. Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour concludes next. We're talking Rangers this hour. 
Thanks for joining us for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you and more to come. And you can join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. Looking at a little rain north of the uh, Mississippi, Tennessee area, a little above Memphis. Some of it's starting to get into Shelby County. So North Mississippi prepared. There's an opportunity it's somewhere between 1 and 3 o'clock this afternoon that, that we could get some light rain. Maybe a pop-up real thunderstorm could be in that mix, but looks like you're going to get a little scattered rain later on today. Just keep watch on that, all right? That could happen. We're going to be around 90 for the high with about, a again, between 1 and 3 o'clock, 50 to 60% chance of some scattered showers in North Mississippi. We've got that going on tomorrow and then Saturday and Sunday are the better chances that we're going to see the wet stuff throughout North Mississippi. Hey, thanks to both of our guests for talking with us about things on this Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Always fun to do on a Thursday. Go to northwestms.edu for any academic questions and nwccrangers.com for all that you're looking for in the field of athletics because it's all there and easy for you to access tomorrow her uh, horn lake alderman uh, dave young will be on the program we've got some things to discuss with him and then jake young our buddy that is now a part of the old miss spirit will come in to talk about a few things as well so some desoto county discussion a little sports world a little bit of anything could happen tomorrow on the program i'll join you at 906 i hope you're with me